The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope brought to you by Enzymedica with host Terry Aranga. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. In the next hour, Terry and her guests illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Terry Aranga. Hi, everyone. This is Kristen Selby-Gonzalez, and I am just so excited because Terry and I have been splitting up the month, and so you get me every other week, and you get Terry every other week. So uh, it's just really great to be back here. Uh, today, we have such an exciting guest. Um, just such a pleasure to have him. His name is Harvey Diamond, and he is the New York Times bestselling author for the Fit for Life series of books. And also, he is a sponsor of Autism Hope Alliance. So we're real excited and just what a pleasure to have him. So welcome, Harvey. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, I found it. You know, <laughs> I have your book in my hand, and I am just, you know, just so excited for our listeners to hear all about your amazing work and just all the knowledge that that you have to share, and so um, I wanted to, to kind of just talk and you know what have you been up to? I know we have this new book, and so well, you know what what have you been up to right now? Like what's been happening that you want to share with listeners within the last you know a couple months? That what, you, what have you been doing? Well, the the re-release of the book that you are referring to, which is you know Fit for Life: A New Beginning. And that one was just re-released uh, this month, as a matter of fact. Wow. And it does have information in there from some people around the country uh, uh, that are familiar with autism. And that's one of the reasons why we wanted to have the book out. I've also just recently, because I'm, uh, I'm 66 this, earlier this month. So I'm one of those people that uh, I, I try to get in on the electronic age as best I can. And uh, <laughs> I've been putting off, for some reason, getting on Facebook because, I mean, for some reason, I don't know why, maybe it's my age, I don't know, but it just seems so overwhelming. I just couldn't come to grips with it. But uh, that that's over. I have been convinced by people who are thinking more clearly on the subject, and I've just started a Facebook page, which is turning out to be pretty exciting, so it lets me communicate with people because... Uh, even though I have been doing this work for, well, over 40 years now, uh, I took, I guess you could call it kind of a hiatus and haven't been really too visible, but now I am, and I'm chatting with people on Facebook and starting to do a few interviews like this one here. So that's pretty much what uh, I have been doing well, as of late. Well, Facebook, I just think, is so great because you can talk to people all over the world and that might not have had the opportunity to get to know you, you know, on a deeper level. And so I'm excited. And by the way, I'm 66. That's 66 young, right? 
That is 66 young. Someone once said, <laughs> if you didn't know when you were born, how old would you think you are? <laughs> well, it's funny because my grandmother used to say, you know, how old am I supposed to feel? Like, you know, what does that mean? What is that number? I just still feel like I'm 16. So she yeah. must have done something right because she lived almost to 90. So <laughs> I think if you have that philosophy, you know, all is good. Well, I'm excited you're on Facebook. I'm excited that you have this new book, um, especially um, for the listeners out there. And I know many of you guys, if not all, have heard about the Fit for Life series um, of books. And this one is, you know, particularly um, really close to me because because of this autism section here that you have. And um, what, what made you want to add an autism section? Well, uh, I'll just be perfectly honest with you here. I, ha- I was not all that informed about autism. I mean, certainly over the years, as I said, I've been doing this for 40 years, so how could I not know about it? But I wasn't as familiar with it uh, as I have come to be as of late. Uh, that I learned, and I'm saying only for the last couple of years have I really been uh, like getting in tune. And, you know, to learn that it's the fastest growing developmental disability and that there what really kind of stunned me and made me take more of a notice was that more children will be diagnosed with autism than cancer diabetes downs and aids combined and that i i, I don't know if this is exactly correct that there's a new diagnosis for autism somewhere around every 20 minutes of every day yeah it's actually uh, it's actually now grown more than that i don't know the actual number but that was the number when the statistics were, I think, um, I think that's when the statistics were like one out of 150 or something like that. And now there, it's actually less than 20 minutes, which you're right. It's so scary. And it is absolutely the fastest growing developmental disorder. So, um, it's amazing to me that it's not on the five o'clock news every day. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, what's really astounded me was when I started to have a greater interest in it and research it more and talk about it more, it seemed like whomever I spoke to either knew someone with autism mm-hmm. or had someone in their family with autism. And I was like, I said, this is, this is astonishing to me that, that it is that widespread and really uh, so little is actually spoken about it in, in, the, in the public eye. I mean, more so as of late, without a doubt. But yeah. over the years, it, that, that has come to pass. You know, it's so interesting to me that when I first started studying all of this information that led to Fit for Life, that was in 1970. And yes, I was familiar with the term autism. But what really kind of surprises me now is that at that time, you know, I never heard the term ADD or ADHD or PDD or SDD or CDD. Goodness gracious. I'm I'm serious. I mean, there are all these developmental disorders that, you know, 40 years, 30 years, 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. I never heard them. I never heard them at all. And so it makes me enormously curious as to why all of a sudden, even though it's not all of a sudden, it's just becoming more clear, are there so many children with all of these developmental disorders? And I'm wondering, what is it? Is it the chemicals in the food? Is it vaccinations? Is it environmental pollutants? Is it all of those combined? <laughs> it's, yeah. it, it's really kind of an astonishing thing that this has become so widespread. What is going on? See, that's what I want to know. I want to know what it is. And, of course, you know, Fit for Life deals with diet. It's what we put into yeah. our bodies. You know, we... <laughs> 
we're each, one of us, going to put approximately 70 tons of food into our bodies in our lifetime. I mean, that's an astonishing wow. number. 70 tons. Yeah, you heard me right. Yeah. You know, it's absolutely wow. amazing. So, obviously, that is my area of interest and the arena in which I have focused on uh, most acutely. And I have, you know, discovered some things, and I've seen people make remarkable improvement. I've seen people with some of these um, uh, developmental disorders. I mean, this is so interesting that I, be, I came on Facebook, as we were just talking about, and yesterday... Yesterday, and I'm just learning how to use Facebook <laughs> to be honest with you. <clears throat> Yesterday, there was a message from someone who said that her older son has PDD, which is pervasive development disorder. And she said, through following this information, it's done wonders for his productivity at school. Oh, that's great. His ability to, to focus. He's able to concentrate. He develops his social skills more easily. I was like, Blown away. This was just yesterday. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I just saw this. <laughs> wow. Well, you know that, you know, for me, because, you know, I'm a mom who has a child with autism, and the foundation for us has been diet and health and, you know, digestion. And and so, you know, for me, it's like it, it was a wake-up call, and it took my son to have autism for me to really understand the importance of food, because I think before, I really just took it for granted. I, I really just looked at food as either a way of pleasure, you know, you go out with your friends to eat or, you know, entertainment kind of thing, or just because I was hungry. And I never really thought much about what I grabbed out of the refrigerator or maybe what I ordered at a restaurant or, you know, what I purchased at a grocery store. And today, because of my son, which really has been a blessing, because I look at I look at what I feed my son, and what I had to learn this last, these last seven years to really understand. And you're right on. I mean, you've been doing this for forty plus years, and a lot of us parents were still very new in this. But one thing I think that a lot of listeners are probably thinking too are when our children become diagnosed and once we start to learn about the different diets, we start looking at ourselves as well and learning about, you know, what our bodies need and starting to see the different ailments that we might have. And I know a lot of the parents out there, they're either gluten intolerant or, you know, they're sensitive to, to one thing or another. And yet I wonder if we would have really noticed that or understood our bodies without having that our child first, you know, have something. So it's interesting how it comes full circle, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it makes complete and total sense, absolutely. You'd wind up helping one another. The fact that the person has autism, parent into studying food, helps both, helps the parent, which in turn then helps the child. And as you already know, and I'm sure many of the people who are listening here, which the thing that really struck me when I learned this was talking to people who work with autistic folk, and I and I tell them, well, you know, my my area of expertise, I like to think, is uh, digestion. It's how the body deals with that seventy tons, and that eighty percent of children with autism report digestive issues. That, mm-hmm. You know, that is eighty percent. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that there are. If you could say eighty percent about any other particular group of any group that has eighty percent of them having digestive issues, so. To me, I think that is the pathway to start to see some real hope, some real relief, some, some real reward. I mean, as you know, I mean, no matter what a person comes into contact with in terms of autism, 
you know, no one's going to go to sleep one night with autism and wake up the next morning and it's going to be gone. That's yeah. just the reality of life. That's not how it works. But what is important is that steps can be taken, and not confusing steps, not difficult steps. Things can be done to start to make a little bit of progress. It's, you know, it's like if, you take, um, if you're traveling somewhere and you take a wrong turn. You turn left and you're supposed to turn right. That means every mile you travel until you discover you're going in the wrong direction, you then have to turn around and cover all those miles again. Whereas, oh, it's a you great make, way to look at that. Right. If you make the correct turn, even if you go slowly and you take your time and you enjoy the trip, at least you are going in the right direction. And I think that if people with autism and people who are in care of people with autism can grasp uh, an understanding, a simple understanding. I'm not talking about becoming a physiologist or being very technical or anything like that, but just have an understanding of what the body goes through as it strives to deal with 70 tons of food in a lifetime. Even making little tiny changes opens the door and brings improvement. And you know, as well as I, and everyone listening will know, that a little bit of improvement goes a long way because, let's face it, the living body is never static. In other words, it doesn't just sit still. Either whatever condition you're dealing with, whether it's autism or anything else, it's every single day, it's either getting a wee bit better or a wee bit worse. And what we want to do, obviously, is to assist people in becoming just a little bit better each day. Because if it becomes, if you're on the right direction, if you made the right turn, if you're going in the direction that is going to help you, a little bit of progress slowly every day is turns into, over time, a lot of progress. Mm-hmm. That, that is my desire. It's to help people understand that the, the living body has to deal with the 70 tons of food. And I will tell you something that not a lot of people realize, but the human digestive tract has certain definite limitations. And if constantly pushed beyond those limits, we will have to pay the price. There's just no doubt about that. The fact is, and this kind of stuns people when they hear it, even though it's kind of obvious after I tell them about it, is that the the digestion of food requires more energy from the body than all other activities of the body combined. That's why we feel so tired after we eat, and the bigger the meal, the more tired we are. Well, I know when we come back, I'm really looking forward to to diving more into this. And I know we're going to be talking about why we feel so tired and um, what's happening in our body. And I look forward to hearing your take on enzymes and other supplements that are out there. So we'll be back. um, We'll be right back, guys. Okay. listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. 
The Autism Hope Alliance is dedicated to the recovery of children and adults from autism. The goal of this nonprofit organization is to ignite hope for families facing the diagnosis through education and funding to promote progress today. Diet modification, biomedical intervention, and educational therapy have been shown to be successful tools on the path to recovery. Through these efforts, we believe hope will replace hopelessness. Recovery for our children is a reality. For more information, go to autismhopealliance.org. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. Hi, everyone. This is Kristen Selby Gonzalez. And again, um, Terry and I will be splitting up the month. So I'll be here with you um, every other Tuesday, and Terry will be back um, the following Tuesday. So we are talking to Harvey Diamond today. Um, he is the New York best-selling author for the series Fit for Life, and uh, we were talking about uh, the 70 tons of food that we yeah. eat in a lifetime. <laughs> I just yeah. can't yeah. imagine that. And uh, as we were on break, we had a caller call in. Uh, Tanya, are you there? Yes, I am. Oh, very great. Uh, do you have a question for Harvey? I do, Harvey. Um, I was reading that a big part of your um, diet involves fruit, and I was wondering if you could explain why so much fruit is important, and are there particular ones that you suggest? Well, actually, yes, that's true. Um, eating fruit, and the operative word here is correctly, is okay. probably the foundation stone of Fit for Life, quite frankly. Um, precious few people realize this, but every food that goes into the stomach requires digestion in the stomach and requires, therefore, a certain amount of energy. Mm-hmm. There's only one food in the human diet that does not require any digestive energy in the stomach, and that is fruit. Uh, this is an astonishing thing for people who first come into contact with this information. Because of the fact that it doesn't require any digestive energy in the stomach, 
uh, earlier I just said that the operative word is eating the fruit correctly. You know, most people may think, well, what do you mean correctly? You, I pick it up, I take a bite, and I swallow it. That's correctly. <laughs> but the, the, the plain fact is that the way to eat fruit where it is most beneficial mm-hmm. is when the stomach is empty or when you first awaken in the morning, uh, which, of course, your stomach is empty. And the reason for that is... Since fruit doesn't have to require anything going on in the stomach, if fruit is eaten on top of other foods, like sometimes I'll see people eat a a big meal, even a healthy meal, and they'll top it off by having some strawberries. And I'll go, oh, no, 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 no. Or or some melon. You know, they'll have a bite of melon. And then they'll get a stomachache, and they'll go, oh, you know what? I think that melon gave me a stomachache. (laughs) Or the strawberries. They always blame it on the fruit because as soon as they eat it, they get a stomach cramp. And then when they learn that if they would have eaten the strawberries first or eaten the melon first, it would have passed through the stomach rather quickly, and then they wouldn't have been caused to become acidic and cause all manner of difficulties in the stomach. You see what I'm saying? I do, yeah. So uh, this is a very easy thing for someone to prove for themselves. It's, it, it happens very quickly if, if someone starts to eat fruit correctly. And the thing is, believe it or not, <laughs> fruit actually contains every nutrient required by the body. The, the phytonutrients and the antioxidants, the vitamins, the minerals, amino acids to build protein, fatty acids for fruit. It's really astonishing. Most people don't realize it. And unfortunately, there is a tremendous amount of misinformation about fruit in terms of the sugar. And yeah. I know that there are people who say, well, you know, I can't eat a lot of fruit because all that sugar, it really causes problems. Well, mm-hmm. it causes problems because it's usually eaten with other foods or it's eaten right after a meal. That's why there's a problem with it, you see. So once okay. they start having it correctly, which... Every one of I've written eight books now, and every one of my books I talk about fruit and eating them correctly. And once they try this, uh, they immediately see a, a benefit from doing so. It's 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 very rapid. It's it's very obvious. So this is why I recommend to people, believe it or not, when they first awaken in the morning, instead of eating uh, a big heavy meal, which unfortunately. So many of us do, and we're ra- I was raised that way. I was raised in the morning. I had to have sausage and eggs with hash browns and toast. And mm-hmm. if I didn't have that, I couldn't get on with my day. The fact is that when you awaken in the morning, you have a full complement of energy that you have built from the night before. And when you wake up, you don't need to eat food right then to uh, gain energy. People say, well, you have to eat to keep up your energy. The fact is, just like I said earlier, when we eat food, It uses energy, which is why we're tired after we eat, except if you wake up in the morning and you have fruit or a bowl of fruit salad or a fruit smoothie or something, because it doesn't require a lot of digestive energy, in fact, none in the stomach, we don't use up a lot of energy. And instead, the fruit and the fruit sugar, which is in its natural state, actually winds up in the bloodstream available as glucose within 45 minutes. And there's nothing except mother's milk that winds up in the bloodstream that fast. So the point I was making earlier about how much energy uh, is required, oh, I, in fact, I don't even think I mentioned that. I was going to say that before the break when mm-hmm. I said that the, the digestion of energy requires more energy 
Uh, digestion of food requires more energy than any other activity of the body all combined. Right. That means the body is always fighting for energy to do everything else it needs to do, for cleansing, for healing, for all the activities that need to be done, you see, because food in the stomach is a number one priority for the body. Whatever else it's doing, if food hits the stomach, it has to send energy to the stomach to deal with it. So that, to a certain degree, takes energy away from other activities of the body. So when we awaken in the morning and we have only fruit, we're not using any energy, so the body can still be working on cleansing and all the things that we need for it to do. So the important, most operative word here is the fruit has to be not only eaten alone on an empty stomach, but as regards fruit juice, it must not, and I have very few must-nots in my books. I don't usually tell people what they can never do, but one of them is to have fresh juice, not pasteurized. When you pasteurize fruit juice, that's when all the mischief starts. That's when people say, oh, you can't drink too much fruit juice. It'll upset your blood sugar level, and it'll aggravate diabetics, and it'll cause all kinds of difficulties with hypoglycemia. That's because they have made the dire error, error of equating fresh juice that has not had the sugars uh, uh, perverted by heat to pasteurized juices, which will definitely cause the very problems they're talking about. So if you wish to follow through on some of what I am talking about, and you like to have orange juice, for example, don't buy pasteurized orange juice. It's like drinking pure acid, I'm telling you. Whereas if you squeeze the orange juice yourself or find some place in your neighborhood who supplies fresh orange juice, and you have that in the morning alone on an empty stomach, it will give you an enormous amount of real energy. I'm not talking about that product you buy that gives you five hours of real energy. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the honest-to-God good real energy that your body thrives on. So if you will give that a try, consuming fruit correctly, meaning alone on an empty stomach, and have fruit juices and smoothies and things with juice that has not been pasteurized, you will definitely see a difference in how you feel. You know, is there different types of fruit that she needs to look at or our listeners yeah, need to think of? <laughs> no, actually, there are, there are some people who are aware of the benefit of fruit, and they kind of complicate things, in my opinion, by saying, well, if you're going to have strawberries, don't have a plum, and if you're going to have a banana, don't have melon. I don't do that at all. What I say is figure out what fruits you like and go for those. Let me tell you something. If the biggest mistake you ever make is mixing certain fruits together, we'll get together at age 90 and play some tennis. <laughs> okay, great, great. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Right. Thanks for calling in, Tanya. Thank you. All right. Now, I, I have a couple questions regarding that, um, Harvey. So now, okay. I, as you're talking, I was thinking, okay, with the fruit... And if you were talking about digestive enzymes before and you were saying that, you know, that the fruit can, that they don't need that because it's like, you know, it's pure. Um, it's from Mother Nature, I guess. Now, my question, though, on that is what about some of the children or some of the people, I'm thinking in the autism community, that might have issues, um, and might, this might be a separate issue, maybe not digestion, but maybe they have issues with phenols. Um, what do you recommend? Because I know some kids, there's certain fruits that they can't have because um, not allergies, but just they're just sensitive to them. Um, and they have a hard time, like, for example, like, some kids, if they eat tomatoes, um, they will be, like, bouncing off the walls, or um, they can't have a banana because 
um, it'll just, it's too much for them. Now, and I don't know, as you're talking, I'm thinking, I don't know if they eat it alone, though. That's the question. I, I really don't know the answer. Um, but do you see any, any help with any of the enzymes or any other supplements, or um, is it just eating the fruit alone? Well, here's the thing regarding the fruit and dealing with people, like you say, who may have certain aversion to some types. Um, the, the fact is that perhaps the person is having difficulty because the fruit was mixed with other foods. Um, unfortunately, this is information that has not been very widespread, and I have seen it over and over and over where children will have, you know, they might have like, uh, like cereal or something, and they'll put fruit into it or they'll have, you know, they'll have some kind of food with fruit, and then they have a problem with the fruit and blame it on that. So perhaps having it alone will take care of the problem, and that's that. On the other hand, there are certain people who have certain food sensitivities, and that's just all there is to it. That's just one yeah. of the laws of life here. There's no real way of telling which one, which person is going to have sensitivity to what food. This is, and there's just no other way to do it, it's kind of a trial and error thing. Yes, If, if there are people that, that can't eat um, uh, bananas or can't eat uh, strawberries or peaches, the only way to find that out is to have the food and on, a, on an empty stomach and so it's not disturbed by digestive uh, juices from other foods. And then if it still causes a problem, well, there you have it. Those are the ones that they are, for the lack of a better word, allergic to, and you stay away from them. Fortunately for us, there is a very, very wide array of fruits to choose from. <laughs> I know. I'm making me hungry for a smoothie, Harvey. <laughs> me too. <laughs> so when we come back, we'll dive more in to uh, talking about the big myth of breakfast and uh, some other stuff from your new upcoming book. We'll be right back, guys. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health & Wellness. More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten. And Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com to perform at your maximum potential, you need to have all aspects of your life working properly. On Mind, Brain, and Body, Dr. Michael John Kell will bring you honest, open discussions concerning your physical, mental, and financial health. If you're ready to find purpose and meaning in your life, tune in to Mind, Brain, and Body every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. Mind, Brain, and Body on Voice America Health & Wellness. Radio dedicated to your health, wealth, wisdom, and purpose. 
Most chronic health problems are caused by the interaction between genetic susceptibility and environmental exposure. This was defined 10 years ago by the Centers for Disease Control. Join Dr. Robin Bernhoft for 21st Century Medicine. We will cover the whole spectrum of chronic illness and little-known medical treatments that are being used to make you healthier. 21st Century Medicine airs live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. Hi, everyone. This is Kristen Selby Gonzalez, and I'm excited to be back. And as I said earlier, Terry and I are splitting up the show, so you'll have me every other Tuesday, and you'll have her uh, every other Tuesday. So we're we're just excited to be doing that. And uh, we have been talking to Harvey Diamond, who is the New York uh, best-selling author for the series Fit for Life. And we were just talking about big breakfasts. We were talking about uh, the different fruits we can eat. And during commercial break, Harvey and I were talking, and we were both talking about orange juice. And um, and can you tell them what you just told me? Because I think that is fascinating because yeah. I don't think a lot of people think of it in that terms. Yeah, it's, uh, I was going to point this out, and thank you for, for bringing it back up. It's a lot of people justifiably will say, hey, well, wait a second, you know, there's uh, orange juice no matter what. You know, it's an acid fruit. It's like a pineapple and grapefruit and lemon. Those are acid fruits. That's true. An orange and orange juice is an acid fruit, but that is their botanical classification. The plain fact is that if the fruit is eaten correctly, meaning alone and on an empty stomach, or the orange juice is consumed unpasteurized, once it hits the body and passes through the stomach, it's not acid anymore. It's alkaline. It's alkaline in the body and will help neutralize uh, an overly acidic body, which is extremely important. So uh, the, the idea of having uh, orange juice that's been pasteurized, that's acid, and it stays acid. It does not change to be alkaline. So that's the real harmfulness in drinking pasteurized orange juice or pasteurized fruit juice at all. All fruit juices pasteurized are acidic in the body. And so instead of being beneficial and helpful, they are detrimental, which is, I mean, I'll tell you, this is one of the saddest things to me, Kristen, I'm not kidding you. One of the saddest things to me that I see in the news day in and day out, which really rankles me and makes the hair stand up on the back of my neck. When I see people talking over and over and over, even people who should know better, as I said to you earlier, it's one thing if a person hasn't studied the subject. If they don't know, then they don't know. Lots of people don't know a lot of things, me included. But people who study in this arena, medical doctors, dietitians, nutritionists, who somehow have this blind spot and equate fresh orange juice to the same kind of sugar that you would get in a Coca-Cola or a Snickers bar, and they say there's just no difference, sugar is sugar because they're chemically the same. This is unforgivable, in my opinion. It's absolutely amazing to me that someone cannot understand this, this simple little idea that if it is not heated and all the enzymes are destroyed, which happens at 118 degrees, and pasteurization is way higher than that, then that, food, that, that fruit is then, 
instead of beneficial, it's detrimental, and it's acid in your body and will cause more problems than you can imagine. And people have it every single day, and they think they're doing something good. Here, son, here, daughter, here, have, have a glass of orange juice. You've got to have that vitamin C. It's healthy. You've got to have it. And they literally think they're doing something good for their child, God bless them. And then the real fact is, is that they are not. They're actually contributing to the detriment of, of the child's health and well-being. This more than anything else, truly, in everything I've studied, the one thing that really gets to me more than anything else is this misunderstanding about the nature of fruit. And well, now today we're so lucky, too, because we have, you know, there's just so much supply of it. You go into the stores, there's, there's so many, you know, so many stores that are carrying, you know, either locally grown or organic now. Mm-hmm. Um, and also we have the, the ability, because today we can buy juicers at a very reasonable price, um, and, and I mean, I know I have a couple juicers here and even a Vitamixer. And so it's nice because I think when I think back to my grandparents' time, I mean, it, that just wasn't available. I mean, I, I remember the juicer that we had growing up and literally, I'm not joking. It was like this stainless steel thing that looked like, you know, where you put the, you just kind of, you handed it and you would squeeze it onto this little, like almost like pyramid thing and yeah. all the juice would go in there. And I mean, it would take forever to get, you know, like a quarter of a glass of anything. And I remember like, you know, as a kid, my grandmother would laugh because she would make all the grandkids stand up and that's, I think that's how she got us tired. I'm not sure, but she would have us, you know, squeeze everything. And we thought it was so fun. But as you get older, you realize, oh, I don't want to be doing that every morning. However, with today with the juicers, I mean, honestly, you can get a, a very reasonable juicer, very, you know, very cost effective. And so today there's really almost no excuse to, yeah, to not do it. If they only knew the benefit, the difference, it's what I was saying at the top of the show. If we could make a little bit of progress here and there, actually changing and having fresh juice and drinking it correctly, not on, when there's food in the stomach, and doing this one thing, literally this one activity, will make a tremendous difference in both your children and your own lives. And it's so easy to, you know, one of the reasons why, Fit for Life, the original Fit for Life that came back out in 1985, the reason why it became the phenomenon that it did, it's just one of those strange things that it became so successful. It was the fastest selling book. It was, it, it, it was sold 13 million copies. It's in 33 languages. One of the reasons why the book became so phenomenally popular is because I would go on all these shows, whatever show I was on, whether it was Donahue or Oprah or Nightline or Regis or Larry King, I always looked right into the camera and I said, look, don't take my word for this when it comes to the great big breakfast. I said, let me ask you to make one experiment on yourself. Just try this. It will only take you 10 days. If you truly are interested in your health and well-being and the health and well-being of your loved ones, and you have tried this program and that program and this diet and that diet, and you've taken off weight and you've put it back on, and you're just fed up and sick and tired of hearing all the different experts saying all the different things, I said, you have 10 days, and all I want you to do is one thing for the 10 days. Starting on day one, when you wake up in the morning until 12 noon, the only thing that passes your lips other than water is fresh fruit and fresh fruit juice, fruit salads, and fruit smoothies. Have as much as you want or as little as you want. If you want something every half hour, have it. However much you want, have it until noon. After that, do anything you want. Eat the way you want. You don't have to follow any of the other principles. Do whatever you would have done. And at the end of that 10 days, on the 11th day, 
go back and have yourself a nice big breakfast with pancakes and sausage and hash browns and toast and just see how you feel and make sure that that 11th day falls on a weekend because you're going to need time to lie around and feel tired. And the, the, I'm not kidding you. That one thing, more than anything else, is what made Fit for Life explode because people said, well, okay, I can do that for 10 days, and they did, and that's all it takes. And after they did that and went back and had a big breakfast, they were hooked. To this day, 25 years after that first book was written, I still receive emails on a regular basis from people that say, you know what, I've been following Fit for Life for a long time. Now I don't do everything, but the one thing I do, no matter what, is fruit till noon. <laughs> wow. Now, now I have a question um, for some listeners that don't know. Um, fruit till noon, is, that how, is there a certain amount of time that they shouldn't um, eat um, after they've had fruit? After they have fruit, uh, if they wait... Uh, just to be sure, if they were to wait, like, say, 20 minutes, it, okay. there's not, it's going to be gone. Now, on the other hand, once you do have something else, comes noontime and uh, you have a salad or you have a, you know, a sandwich or whatever it is you have, after you've eaten anything else, you must wait at least three hours before you will have fruit again. That's very important. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. Okay, so all you guys, fruit till noon, but then after, then you can eat 20 minutes later, but then you can't, once you eat something, no fruit for three hours, right? No fruit, that's exactly right. Oh, that's going to be exciting. I hope you guys try it and let us I know. I hope they do, too, because, see, I, it's <laughs> almost like, I'm, I'm like cheating here, because I already know what's going to happen, you see. I've been doing this for too long and had too many, literally tens of thousands of people tell me how fantastic a change it's made in their lives. So I already know what's going to happen. If they do it for the 10 days, that's, it's it. That's done. <laughs> well, and they can find you on, on, on Facebook. Is it just Harvey Diamond on Facebook? Is that your name on Facebook? On Facebook, yeah, they can, uh, they, yeah, they can go to Facebook uh, forward slash Harvey Diamond, or they can go to um, just go to the website HarveyDiamond.com. And on HarveyDiamond.com, it's, there's a box right there where they can go straight to the Facebook page, or they could look around at some of the books and things. Well, what's so nice about that, guys, is definitely take advantage of that, especially that he's new to Facebook. That means he's answering all these cool questions right now, so it's really... Because after a while, you're gonna, your Facebook is going to explode, Harvey, because now these people know that you're here. <laughs> so, so yeah, and I go on there. Now, I, I, I check it every single... <laughs> yes, it'll be great because they'll go on and they'll be able to answer. You guys get your questions answered now, but do the challenge. You know, Harvey is challenging you guys to do this fruit till noon thing. So yeah, definitely do it. Give them some takes. feedback. <laughs> <laughs> and then for them to get your book, I know they can go to um, vpnutrition.com, um, and they can also call the number you said was one eight seven seven three three five. One five zero nine, and I'll say that again. It's one eight seven seven three three five one five zero nine, and that is for the new book that I don't know. I don't think it's out in stores yet, but it's the it's not, but it's better than the, the, uh, the one that has the section on autism is called uh, uh, "Fit for Life: A New Beginning." That's the one they want. It has all this information that I'm talking about and then some. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, to me, like, I'm looking at it, and you guys see this book. It's First of all, it's a really 
um, I feel like when you when you write, I feel like I'm talking to you as you're when I'm reading your words. And so it's I love books like that that I feel like I'm it's not textbook. It feels like I'm having a conversation with you. So I'm telling like, you, Kristen, that is to me that is the the greatest compliment that I ever receive from people who read my books. Nothing makes an author feel better than to have someone say, "Hey, it's like you're sitting in my living room talking to me. I love that. I work, I work at making it like that because that's the kind of books I like to read. I don't want to read something that I have to laboriously work my way through it and say, oh, I've got to read this because I need what's in the book. I like reading a book where it's like a story, where it's like I'm, someone is talking to me, and that's the way that I write. So I really, really appreciate uh, hearing that. Absolutely, and it's because um, I, I have to read so many autism books, and when I got to sit down, and I, it was such a pleasure to read yours, I felt like I was like sitting there having a cup of tea, although now I should have thought I was having a cup of fresh freeze orange juice, because there that would have been. <laughs> <laughs> well, when um, I wanted to, we've been talking about when we got back, we wanted to talk about some, um, how different supplements, and I don't know how much time we have before commercial break, but... Um, Briefly, before we go to commercial break, um, are enzymes a big part of this? And when we come back, we can touch more on that? Oh, absolutely. I'd love to talk about the enzyme aspect. All right, wonderful. And we come back, guys. We'll talk more about enzymes. And again, don't forget, um, you guys can call in. All right, we'll be right back. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten. And Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com. Ask Theo Live is talk radio like you've never heard before. Following her near-death experience, world-renowned author and spiritual medium Sheila Gillette became the direct voice channel for Theo, a consortium of 12 archangels. Through this unique channel, Sheila and her co-host Marcus Gillette present you with an opportunity to speak directly with Theo live on air on any topic you wish to discuss, including receiving authentic messages from deceased loved ones and angelic guides. Get the answer you need by tuning in to Ask Theo Live Talk Radio. Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. The Autism Hope Alliance is dedicated to the recovery of children and adults from autism. The goal of this nonprofit organization is to ignite hope for families facing the diagnosis through education and funding to promote progress today. Diet modification, biomedical intervention, and educational therapy have been shown to be successful tools on the path to recovery. Through these efforts, we believe hope will replace hopelessness. Recovery for our children is a reality. For more information, go to AutismHopeAlliance.org. 
You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. Hi, everyone. Again, this is Kristen Selby Gonzalez. Thanks for tuning back in. Um, I am actually hosting the show this week, and Terry and I are switching up every other Tuesday. So we're just excited about this new thing that we're doing here on the show. Um, I wanted to make a couple announcements before we dive right back in with uh, Harvey. I wanted to let you guys know that Terry will be back uh, next week, so definitely tune in to her show. Um, also, the Autism One Conference is, um, you know, everyone's working so hard. It's getting on its way. That's going to be in May. Um, and if you haven't heard, and if you haven't, I don't know where you've been, but if you haven't heard, the Autism One Conference is actually free this year, first time in history. Um, I think there's a small $25 registration fee, but other than that, the, the entire conference um, is free. I heard there's over 150 speakers that will be there, and it's going to be, in again, uh, in Chicago area. Please go to autismone.org for more information on that. So very exciting about that. And, you know, again, talking to Harvey, and um, I know we have uh, two callers that have called in to ask you some questions. Okay, Kristen, I think, before, uh, we, before we press on with that, may I please mention the fact that this evening I am going to have a live chat on my oh, Facebook sure. page. So I want people to know about that in case we don't get to all their Finish. questions here. They can come on tonight at, uh, it's, I think it's 9 o'clock Eastern time. If I'm okay. not mistaken, 9 o'clock Eastern, there's a live chat. And so uh, come on and I'll answer what questions I can if they weren't taken care of here. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so that's 9 o'clock Eastern, again, for my Pacific people, that's 6 o'clock. And how long will you be on um It's going to be one Facebook? hour from 9 to 10 uh, Eastern time, yeah. Very great. Okay, so guys, because this is our last segment, so if you don't get all your questions answered, make sure to, to visit um, Harvey. And you can go to harveydiamond.com to find his uh, Facebook page, guys. Okay, so I think, um, is Jamie on the line? Is there Jamie? <laughs> Let's see, I think Hi, Chris. Can... Hi, Harvey. Hi. Um, Harvey, I have just started reading your, your newest book release, and I'm, I'm totally amazed. It's fascinating, and it's very inspiring, and it makes you make, want to make a lot of changes Thank in you. your life. And my question is actually for some friends of mine. Um, I have a child with autism, and I thought that I was very, very careful when I was pregnant, uh, based on what I knew at the time, but a lot of changes have come about since then. And, and my friends are concerned about making sure that they do the best things that they can while they're pregnant to assure that, you know, that they would have a healthier baby. And do you have any advice for people that are pregnant right now, things they can do to take care of themselves, you know, while they're waiting the delivery of their baby to try to help encourage a healthy baby to be born? There is a very, very simple equation that I will share with you, Jamie, and this is true not only if you're pregnant or not pregnant, no matter what your situation. Okay. The plain fact is, is that the foods that we eat, remember I said we're going to eat 70 tons of food, part of that food is living, meaning it has not been cooked in any way, and part of that food is, this is just how it is, is dead. When food is cooked, all the enzymes and many of the nutrients we desire from that food are destroyed by heat. My equation for your friends who is pregnant is to see to it that on a daily basis she eats more food that is uncooked than is cooked. Now, I'm not saying that it has to be 90, 90% to 10 or 80 to 20 or 70 to 30 or 60 to 40, but what I am saying is this. 
we have to eat more living food, in other words, uncooked food, than mm-hmm. cooked. And the more she eats of the uncooked food, the easier will be her birth and the healthier will be her child. And I know this is an enormously controversial area that I'm going to mention right now, and uh-huh. probably we could do an entire show on it alone, have a very minimum amount of dairy products. Okay. Milk. <laughs> Milk is pasteurized, it's homogenized, it's, it's ized uh, every which way you can imagine, and it is not a good food for a person to drink. That's just all there is to it, and it's not going to benefit the, the birth in any way. Okay. So minimize dairy products and emphasize living foods. Fruit in the morning, in the afternoon, make sure each day they have a salad, and then have the other foods they wish to have. But at the end of the day, look back over and ask the question, was more food living that I ate today, or was more food dead? Very important question to ask. Great. Thank you very much. That's, that's very easy to understand, and I will for sure pass that information on. I appreciate that. You're very welcome. Thank you. Right. Thanks. Thanks, Jamie. And I think we have another caller on hold. Um, let's see. I think. We'll see. Is there another caller? Um, hello? Oh, there they are. Hi. Hi. Are you able- <laughs> how are you? Good. Hello. How are you? What, what is your Go name? Good. My name's Anna. I love your show. Um, my question actually is, um, when I'm dieting and I walk into a health food store, I'm so overwhelmed with information and all these supplements everywhere. So I was just wondering, what are your top three supplements that you recommend that I take? Well, I am a huge enthusiast about um, enzymes. Enzymes, to me, um, is the beginning and the end. Uh, Understand something. And and aside from all any other of the vitamins and minerals and all the other things that you're overwhelmed by, I understand. But the biggest change of all could be using enzymes, and I'll tell you why. Enzymes, the word enzyme means life, and I mean that literally. In fact, if there were no such thing as enzymes on the planet Earth, our planet would resemble the moon or Mars, and that's not an exaggeration. Everything alive on this planet is alive because of enzymes. All plants, all animals, all humans. And the plain fact is, is that the enzymes in the foods that we eat, because more food is cooked than not cooked, those enzymes are destroyed. And I'm not talking about being degraded or weakened. They're wiped out. They're obliterated. So it is extremely important that we use supplemental digestive enzymes which streamline the digestive process, cause the digestive process to work more efficiently on less energy, which is a fabulous combination. And uh, as it happens, uh, one of the sponsors of the, uh, I think, of this show, if I'm not mistaken, and also of the Autism Hope Alliance, which is the foundation that I'm associated with, was actually started by uh, a gentleman named Tom Bohager, who owns Enzymedica. Tom is the most knowledgeable person I have ever met on the subject of enzyme therapy, and he actually formulates the purest enzymes on the market, period, bar none. His enzymes are the ones that we use, that we offer people. His company is known as Enzymedica. And the importance of taking digestive enzymes when you're eating cooked food cannot be overemphasized. If you did that one thing alone, you would be astounded at how much better 
you would feel. Now, be very clear. You don't have to take enzymes when you're eating fresh fruit or a salad because the enzymes have not been destroyed by heat. But whenever you are eating a cooked food, you, you really need, like myself, I wouldn't dream of eating anything cooked without first taking enzymes. I would rather not eat anything than not have my enzymes with me. It is extremely important that you get in on this and understand how important it is to save your energy so that your energy is available. Instead of being squandered on digestion unnecessarily, it's available for healing and repair in the body. This, this alone would help you immensely. And the enzymes I'm talking about are very, very pure. The ones that Tom produces and that I offer, they're very pure. They're not, they're not even sold by Graham like every other one. They're sold by units of activity because it's pure enzyme and nothing else. No fillers, none of that stuff. So if you will do that and that alone, you will see an amazing difference in the way you feel. Oh, well, we are out of time. I think we could keep going on. I think we have, you have helped so many people. We have the fruit challenge. We have the enzymes. And again, remember people, find Harvey tonight on Facebook and, um, and continue answering, he'll continue answering his question, your questions there. And thanks everybody. Remember guys, there is progress for one of our kids, provides hope for all. And please tune in next week. Thanks everyone. Bye. Medica would like to thank you for listening to Autism One, a conversation of hope. To contact Terry or get more information, visit autismone.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga.